I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome into the John Clay Podcast. I'm John Clay, sports columnist for the Lexington Arrow Leader and Kentucky.com. On today's podcast, we're going to preview the Kentucky-South Carolina football game on Saturday at Kroger Field. It is a 7.30 start on the SEC Network. To help us preview the game, I talked with Ben Briner of the State Newspaper in Columbia, South Carolina, and I talked with Josh Moore, our regular U.K. football guest. Josh is the U.K. football beat writer for the Herald Leader and Kentucky.com. So let's not waste any time. Let's get right into it with Ben Briner of the State and then Josh Moore of the Herald Leader. Okay, my guest on the podcast now is Ben Briner of the State Newspaper, another fine McClatchy newspaper, the state newspaper in Columbia, South Carolina. Ben covers South Carolina sports. He's been on the podcast with us before. We got Kentucky and South Carolina football coming up on Saturday. How you doing today, Ben? I am. Uh, I am doing okay. We we might have a coaching search winding down soon, but we also might not. So, <laughs> you know, that is of through. course. The coaching search, of course, is the dreaded uh, uh, sports reporter beat writer uh, nightmare when you have to go through a coaching search. Well, let, well let's let's start right there. Uh, with Will Muschamp was fired this year uh, during the season as the South Carolina coach. Was that a surprise? Were you surprised that they made the move? A, were you surprised that they made the move? And B, were you surprised that they made it during the season? Uh, I was not surprised they made it during the season. At, at the beginning of the year, I kind of thought that – you know, COVID cost issues, everyone was going to sort of get a mulligan and (laughs) things just turned so bad and so toxic and so sideways that it, it, it just seemed like, I, I feel like in talking to people, someone sort of said, there's a, there's a point where people are angry. You're still in an okay place, but when they start getting apathetic, it's a problem. Mm -hmm. And I think they were, getting real close to that edge of apathy if they brought him back for another year. Really? So I got to that point, got to that point. Uh, what, what about, I mean, what, why didn't it work for Will at, in, at South Carolina, you think? Well, I think that he came in as a very ballyhooed recruiter and he hasn't put enough good players on the field. Really? And that feels just weird to say, but they just their, their roster isn't in good enough shape, and the players that they do have that are nominally good often weren't playing that well. Um, I mean, the defense this year has just been atrocious. And the offense has been, at least at the beginning of the year, was fine, but was fine despite having just terrific personnel deficiencies. And so, you know, you combine those two and you get just blown out through well blown out two weeks in a row and then not blown out but giving up 59 points to Ole Miss and I mean that just dropped the hammer on him right so Mike Bobo is the interim coach uh he had come in as as the offensive coordinator uh formerly at Georgia and then was head coach at Colorado State uh but uh 
I assume you mentioned about the coaching search. Where where does the coaching search stand right now as far far as you guys know? Well, for a long time, the sort of rumblings have been that Frank Beamer's son, Shane, is kind of the favorite. And he still probably is the favorite. Um, the question is sort of the timing of it. And does anyone else get involved? Billy Napier from Louisiana was considered an extremely strong candidate for most of it. It seemed like for a second he dropped off. But now a uh, report surfaced today that he'll at least get a first uh, in-person interview. We haven't confirmed that, but you know, that could change things. But I, I, as I understand it, he might have some higher demands and he might have some other options. So, you know, it's, uh, it's still very much, uh, kind of up in the air. And Shane, he's at Shane Beamer. He's at Oklahoma, correct? Yes. Uh, tight ends and, uh, helping with special teams. Okay. Okay, well, let's okay. Let's shift to uh, Saturday to the game on Saturday of uh, South Carolina. This is the final regular season game for uh, Kentucky and South Carolina. Both teams have made it to the tenth game, which of course not a lot of teams have done that in the SEC. Uh, let's start with the South Carolina offense. Uh, Mike Bobo brought in as the offensive coordinator. Uh, I know they uh, they made a quarterback change in the last game, or I guess uh, really during the game before that. Uh, going to Luke Doty, what, what kind of quarterback is he, and what about the South Carolina offense? Luke is uh, is definitely more of a mobile quarterback. He uh, is a dual threat guy, really fast. Um, is still very much kind of feeling out the that position on the college level. Um, he he he's got a lot of uh, improvisation in his game. Um, but you know, when you have improvisation and bad offensive tackles and you're young, you know, it, uh, it can be a little bit up and down. He's been, uh, somewhat efficient in completing passes, but, uh, a lot of them have been pretty short. Um, it seems like he's playing with a little bit of a smaller overall offensive package. What about the, now I know, uh, the guy I've been impressed with him when watching South Carolina is the running back Harris. Uh, talk about him a little bit and what kind what kind of player he is. Kevin's an interesting player. So he's, a, he's kind of a bowling ball of a running back and a little under six feet, thicker kid. Um, but his speed is, is more impressive than you'd think. And, and his story this year has been fascinating because he was, he came in last year, was a pretty underrated or, a, you know, a perfectly fine three-star recruit. And everyone during spring practice raved about him, but they had just a bunch of veteran running backs. So he doesn't play all that much. He has a, uh, torn ligament uh, in his uh, in his groin comes back from that. He's just okay. And this year, everyone projected him to be a backup uh, to Marshawn Lloyd, who's a five star who came in with the the last class. And then Marshawn Lloyd t- tears his ACL. Kevin Harris steps in, and he's you know I I think he's still maybe a top ten national rusher, maybe even higher than that. And um, he's just he's just kind of carried the load. He's Surprisingly fast, really tough, been a workhorse, decent pass catcher too. And, you know, if they didn't have him this season, this would have gone really, really sideways. (laughs) (laughs) Been the saving grace, huh? Uh, yeah, I know. Zach, I know they've got a good receiver in Chad Smith, but he's been kind of in and out. What's what's his deal right now? So, so he suffered a rather uh, unfortunate concussion against um, Missouri, missed most of that game, missed all of the Georgia game, and Mike Bobo is talking it up like he's going to come back. Uh, says he's practiced the last two days in a non-contact jersey and is still working his way through uh, 
concussion protocol. So it'll be interesting to kind of see how that settles because Shai is, is, is really their only wide receiver threat. I mean, without him, their passing game is in a really tight spot. And it'll be interesting to see if Shai can go, if he can pair with uh, Luke Doty, because Doty hasn't been able to throw to him as a full-time quarterback. So that'll be kind of its own thing. But yeah, it's definitely um, kind of an interesting one to watch. I don't know. I, I know in the past, Will Muschamp was sometimes fond of sort of stretching out that a player might play. It was questionable. And then ultimately it turned out they actually weren't that close. So uh, Bobo has been more, more forthright about injuries. So I'll be interested to see just kind of how this one shakes out. Okay. What about the South Carolina defense? I know uh, if I'm not mistaken, have they been hurt by some opt out, some guys opting out? I know they had one really good cornerback who opted out early in the year. What, what about the defense? So they lost two of their three. Uh, two, they lost three, five, three starting defensive backs. J.C. Horn, who might well be a first-round pick, Isra Mukwamu, who was going to be done for the year anyway because of a groin issue, and then R.J. Roderick, who had been pretty bad this season but was at least competent enough to be in their top six uh, when they went to dime. Um, yeah, this defense has not been great. It came into the year kind of thin and has proceeded to suffer injury after injury after injury. Uh, the defensive line was supposed to be pretty good when it kind of came together, has a lot of talented kids, and none of them have played all that well. Defensive line's been okay. Um, I want to say last week they were down three of their opening game defensive line starters, and uh, the, the, the only other guy was playing out of position. Uh, they're down their best linebacker, and their second-best linebacker, technically. He's barely played this year. So, I mean, that defense is held together with shoestring, bubblegum, what have you. <laughs> whatever they can find, binder clips, whatever, to try to hold it together. Uh, what about the kicking game? How have they been in the kicking game? Uh, up and down. Uh, their kickoff guy was a, is a scholarship freshman. He had a couple out-of-bounds last week. Their field goal kicker is uh, pretty decent from like 45 and in, though they have this sort of weird habit of marching him out for 53 yards, which <laughs> he has yet to hit. And in the press box, whenever it happens, everyone kind of is like, this this again? This is mean. We should not be doing that. It's not nice to him. So that's <laughs> the punter is a, a true freshman who's been, you know, up and down for a true freshman. Um, but yeah, it's a... Uh, I, I was gonna say it's the kicking game has not been has been just sort of there. Maybe sometimes a little below average. Return game's not been good, um, and the defense, as I said, is just. I mean, that's the thing that got Will Muschamp fired. I think. Yeah. So what what are the keys for South Carolina on Saturday? I know they beat they beat Kentucky last year, beat them pretty decisively actually down in Columbia. What's what's the key for South Carolina? And do you think uh, is, is motivation the key? Do, do you get the feeling that they still want to play? I mean, uh, a lot of these teams, it seems like we're coming down to the year. They've had to go through all the COVID protocols and everything. Some of them seem like they're ready to pack it in. What about what about South Carolina? I think South Carolina is still playing hard, really? which is pretty impressive. I mean, the fact that Shai Smith is potentially trying to come back at all is frankly pretty surprising to me because, I mean, he's a senior. He's going to try to go to the NFL. I don't know what his chances are, but, you know, a lot of seniors would just say, 
it's fine. I don't, I don't need to play in, you know, 30 degree weather in Lexington, but he's trying to. And I mean, last week against Georgia, they were completely outgunned and you had, uh, you had Harris and Doty just playing so hard. So they'll certainly try. I I know that much. Um, in terms of keys, uh, if South Carolina can get Kevin Harris going, that's a big key because obviously Kentucky's defense is what Kentucky's defense usually is. Mm -hmm. So that could be tricky. And then on the other side, I mean, obviously it's, it, it's, it starts with containing the run game because, I mean, South Carolina's pass defense hasn't been good this year, but it, at least it, it's the kind of defense that could make Kentucky have to work, make them have to be efficient, which they usually aren't. But, you know, after Georgia just bowled them over, the question is, you know, Kentucky's not Georgia, obviously, but can Kentucky just – if Kentucky can, can, can lean on them a little bit, that could, that could certainly cause some issues. Well, it should be. It should, I mean, it should be an interesting game. I mean, both teams would like to have, have had disappointing seasons, but they sure certainly would like to finish out the regular season on a high note, uh, leading in after that. So, it should be an interesting game. Ben, tell uh, tell the listeners how they can follow you on Twitter and uh, online, leading up to and after the game. Uh, uh, you can you can uh, go to uh, Briner the State on Twitter. Uh, all of our coverage will be at uh, Go Gamecocks. Facebook account, the gogamecocks.com, the state.com. Uh, we should have some good stuff uh, between coaching search and, of course, this here game. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what, you know, first what transpires and then what uh, the Gamecocks perspective is on it uh, afterwards. Yeah, uh, that's that's true. Yeah, be sure and follow the South Carolina coaching search with all the coverage with Ben and the people at the state. Ben, we first of all, good luck with the coaching search, which may have come to a swift end. <laughs> I wish that to every sports writer out there. And uh, and thanks a lot for being on the podcast. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Okay, thanks to Ben. We really appreciate it. We'll be right back with Josh Moore of the Lexington Herald Leader and Kentucky.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Okay, my guest on the podcast now is a UK football beat writer for for Kentucky.com and the Herald leader, Josh Moore. How's it going, Josh? Pretty good, John. Like not for everybody last night. I know you you were probably up like I was. Uh, I watched the game, but I don't. I, I didn't try. It. Yeah, well, yeah. It was it was a late night, but it was a late night from home instead of uh, you know there at the arena, and then you go back to the well in Indianapolis. You go back to the hotel, get up early next morning, drive back home. So that was uh, that was a little different. Um, 
and of course with no fans in the arena. Uh, but this is a football podcast, so we'll talk football. We won't hit too much on Kentucky's uh, loss to Florida uh, last weekend. Mark's story and I covered that uh, the day after, and uh, it, uh, sort of a repeat of uh, the Alabama game. Uh, anything quick uh, left over from the Florida game that sticks out in your mind? I mean, I think the the biggest thing as far as you know that game and the game before it, you know, seems like they're going to have a few of those guys back uh, from the COVID protocols that they that were missing. Um, at least they were on the depth chart this week. That's the expectation. I mean, that could change, of course, but uh, otherwise, I think it's kind of you know, I think it's good to move on. If there's nothing, uh, yeah, um, <laughs> you hopefully know, one really of, is one of those rerun. guys. Is one of those guys Chris Rodriguez? Hopefully. Yeah, I mean, Mark, it was interesting. He was on the depth chart, and, and you know, he kind of sort of – he didn't come out and say that he would for sure play. So, he, I guess at this point he sort of seems – you know, he's he's kind of playing the wait-and-see um, right. deal with all this. You know, you right. could be good to go on Monday and then Friday be a different story. So Right, that's right. Till they do all the testing for the week, they never know for sure. Uh, what about – okay, so this is senior day playing South Carolina on is Saturday, last game of the regular season. It's a night game, a 7.30 uh, start. Uh, what about – it's just been a really unusual season, of course, with COVID and everything that's gone else that's gone on with this team. Uh, what about senior day? Is this senior day any different than uh, any other senior day that uh, they have? Well, it'll be different from the sense that there won't be as many people there to cheer them on, obviously. Right, and, uh, exactly. I think it's different, too, from a standpoint of this class of seniors is, is, is really, you know, it's the last kind of remnants of the first wave of, of, of guys who came in and really made a big impact on the program. I mean, you, some of those guys left last year, um, but, but – it's really, you know, that 2015, 2016 classes were really monumental in terms of transforming the direction of where this thing was going. And now, you know, those guys are leaving and, and, and that, you know, and they've had good recruiting classes since, but, you know, it's a good time to reflect on, you know, just five years ago where things were. And it was right before they kind of started going to bowl games and, and, you know, and also to, to look at how this year's gone and, you know, be a little, you know, disappointed maybe and and, and just how, you know, how it played out for this guy because there's a lot of expectations on them and it obviously didn't live up to the way that they, they wanted them to. But it, it um, you know, it's still worth celebrating those guys. And, and so if you're Landon Youngs and Drake Jacksons and, and, and Josh Ali's and a lot of these guys who, who've made some contributions, um, so it'll be be interesting to see how they go out. I think it'll, you know, I think it'll be a pretty positive um, experience for everybody on Saturday. Myself, and of course, it'd be more positive if they could get a win. As you mentioned, it's been a disappointing year. Mark uh, Mark Mark Stoop said the other day he he pretty much referred to it as disappointing. Up to this point, they haven't accomplished what they wanted to accomplish. How how important is it to go out? We don't. We'll talk about bowl bowl possibilities in a minute. But how important is it for them to go out uh, with a win in the last regular season game? Well, I think the last thing you want to do in the, with the way this whole year has gone is to lay an egg against a team that you've really, I think, passed. You know, yeah, they lost last year in, in, in Columbia, but I think they've passed. I feel like they've passed South Carolina, uh, especially currently with them kind of, you know, in flux with their coaching situation, and and they've had a lot of guys, you know, jump ship. Uh, 
you know, since then. And I think you're in a really good spot to really stay ahead of that program in where you are as far as SCE's pecking order. And that's something you don't want to lose. You know, loss would go a long way towards um, making that not the case because you lose to a shorthanded South Carolina team on Saturday. You're, it, it, you, it starts calling into question a lot of things. And and you and and some of those things are going to be things that get called into question, you know, even after the season's over already, you know, the stuff with the offense and and where that might go and, and everything. But you 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 need a win and, right. and you know, get that win. And it's something you 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 can always sell it, you know. You can sell it as this would have been an eight win season, you know. You you kind of have that to fall back on because you can say. You know, the four games you won were on your schedule. You know, if you win South Carolina, they're already on your schedule, would have been on your schedule. And then you you trade out Alabama and Ole Miss, two losses for some cupcakes. And then, you know, another one of those games is on the schedule. And then you got Louisville. That was probably – you probably would have been the favorite in that game. So, you're, you're kind of looking you – can, you can sell it that way. Right. You know, if you do that. So, and that's that, – that, you know, and there will be Kentucky won't be the only team doing that this season. I can promise no. you that. No, no, and it, and you've written about this. I mean, there's a lot. You obviously you've got uh, Florida and Georgia at the top of the East. You've got Alabama and Texas A&M the top of the West. Everybody else is pretty much the same. Everybody else is pretty much right around that three and four win mark, just like Kentucky's. Uh, you know, Kentucky's three and six going into this game. Yeah, that's been, and that's I've seen people. You know. Yeah, even you know fans mostly. Honestly, it's mostly been fans. You know, saying that oh, Kentucky's not really as far along as they, you know, think they are. You know, there's a there were times not too long ago Kentucky would have been down there with one win, right. you know, or no wins. You know, they were closer to Vanderbilt than uh, they were to uh, you know Arkansas, and 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 that's uh, you know I think that's something people need to kind of take into you know context i know it's it's frustrating i, I mean i and you know especially when you've watched a basketball team when, when you're at a program where the basketball team is so successful and has all this tradition it, it's tough to to watch the football team struggle and not be able to to be like where georgia is even you know i wouldn't even say alabama because really you know, even georgia and florida they're still i think a tier below alabama um but you you know it takes time and i think you know, I think, I think this thing's still headed in the right direction, as far as you know, getting to where that needs to go. But you just gotta, you know, there do there's some things that need to be addressed, and and as far as you know, I don't know if it involves a change of personnel, but at least involves a changing of what right. that personnel does. Right. Um. Right. And and so we'll see how that plays out, but. I think, you know, I think people need to, you know, slow their roll a little bit with the outrage because, you know, obviously this has been a weird year too. Right. You know, but even if you even if you don't factor that in, I don't know that this is you know, it's not it's not done it's not going great, obviously, but it's I don't know that it's as awful as people maybe feel like it. Yeah. Well what about okay, now you and you've written about this as well. 
Uh, we'll jump ahead to a possible bowl, and then we'll circle back to Keys. But uh, what is the bowl situation uh, for Kentucky? We asked Mark Stoops about that on uh, on Monday. Uh, you may have been the one who asked him. I can't remember. But anyway, and he, Stoops said he'd have to talk to the team. It sounded like he would be for it, but he wanted to gauge, the, as he put it, the temperature of his team. And because if you do go to a if you do go to a bowl game and the NCAA is taking the restrictions off of how many wins you have to have to go to a bowl, but if you go to a bowl, you have to go through all the all the protocols, all the restrictions uh, that they've had to deal with all season. And I'm sure you've got a lot of players who are probably pretty tired of that right now. Uh, what about a bowl with this team? Yeah, that's and I think and I think that stuff happened. You know, there's like the you know taking the temperature of the team. Um, and, and players, that's always happening. I mean, it's like last year with Lynn Bowden. I'm sure that conversation was had with him ahead of the Belk Bowl uh, about whether he would want to play or, or if he did play, you know, what his role would be. Because, you know, I think that always happens to some degree every year. But obviously this year's very unique. And, and you, you know, I've done, those guys are owed that, I believe, to, that choice to say, you know, we don't want to go through this another month because, you know, they already gave up. You know, most of them, the guys who are, you know don't live around here, you know, nor, you know, or don't hail from here. That, you know, they gave up Thanksgiving basically, and 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 that's something that you, you know, you only get so many of those in your life, and you right. you only get so much time with your family, and, and 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 some people care about that more than others, but you know, there's still that's still it matters to a lot of people, and you know, so now you'd be asking those guys, you know, most of them to be giving up Christmas. And, and whatever other holidays they, they celebrate through the season, and, and you, you're asking them to, um, yeah, go through all the COVID stuff. Now, I, I, I don't know if you saw yesterday the thing of the CDC recommendations. They've kind of lightened that up a little bit as far as the positive, um, like how long you need to quarantine if you test positive and, and how, you know, how you maybe can, you know, if you test negative, like kind of how that's all handled. So, so that could affect things too going forward. That could be something that kind of eases some of that stuff so um right you know obviously it's always constantly changing and it sounds like you know when we talked to some of the players yesterday um you know landon young and, and josh ali being two of them they um you know they both kind of seemed like you know they seemed keen on on playing and they're seniors and they're guys who you know they don't need to you know i don't know that landon needs to go out there in a ball game and and, and I don't know that a bowl game helps or hurts his stock as an NFL prospect either way. You know, he's still right. going to get drafted. Um, right. But, it, you know, it, it, there's a lot of guys, I think, that have pride in the program. And I think that's, you know, up until Monday night when Kelvin Joseph kind of surprisingly, um, you know, bailed from, from the ship. He, he right. you know, up until then, didn't have any guys opt out. Right. And I think that, you know, I think that speaks – you know, to some degree about how they've kind of managed guys and, and kind of kept them on board. And, and I, so it would be hard to see, you know, a, a big wave of dudes, you know, saying they wouldn't want to play just because of that, because of how they've handled the rest of the year. But, I mean, it, you know, if there were a few opt-outs, you know, it wouldn't be – you know, I, I think that'll be what happens. I think it'll be just a handful of guys, not so much as, you know, the whole team deciding, you know, we don't want to play. Yeah. No, well, I, and I wrote this in notes. Come, I, I don't begrudge any kid who opts out. I think uh, I might make an exception for Kelvin Joseph, just from the standpoint that he's opting out the, you know, five days before the final game, where he, uh, you know, after the last game, especially. And I asked Mark about this on Monday. I mean, he's obviously a very talented kid. 
Uh, he's got, he has, I think he's probably got the skills where he could play in the NFL. He can make an NFL team, but he's got to grow up. And, uh, uh, he had a couple, couple of bad penalties. He's had some bad penalties throughout the year. He's had four interceptions, but he's also had some bad penalties. So, uh, you know, I don't know, you know, the whole Kelvin Joseph thing, but I, it wouldn't surprise me. Like you said, if they're, I, I'm, I'm, I'm on board with you. I think as a team, they would vote to go for, go to a bowl, but there might be some kids who said, you know, Hey, I, I'm not sure I want to do this and opt out. And because of the virus, I, I don't begrudge them that, but uh, we'll, we'll oh, see yeah. what happens. I wonder, my other question is how many bowls are there going to be left? I mean, it seems like every day there's another bowl that announces just here in the last couple of days, the sun bowl and the pinstripe bowl, both announced that they're not going to hold the games this year, I think we could see some more of that in the next week or so. We'll see, you know, how that yeah, breaks no, down. Yeah, no, that's that's absolutely the case. But you know, with that said, I feel like it'll be like it was during the summer, where you know, if you have bowls dropping like flies, I think the SEC bowls would be the last ones to kind of. <laughs> you also you also run the risk of uh, I mean, if the way things are going and we don't know. You know, it sounds like a vaccine is on the horizon, but we don't know when that's going to be distributed, especially when it's going to be distributed to, you know, people who, you know, you obviously need to take care of the more high risk and the healthcare workers and doctors and so forth first. You know, when it would get down to, you know, let's say football players. But uh, anyway, um, you know, you could prepare for a bowl and then the bowl not happen. The team you're playing has an outbreak and the game, you know, game's called off. So you never know, you know, with that as well. Let's circle back to, let's circle back to this Saturday in South Carolina uh, game. Uh, Keys for Kentucky. I'm guessing offense is a big key uh, (laughs) for Kentucky. It's been a big key here lately. Uh, Any chance? I I was on the Zoom call last night. We're recording this on Wednesday on the Zoom call last night with the offense. Uh, Any Eddie Grant have anything in particular to say that uh, was different about the offense and going into this game? Eddie was very uh, <clears throat> not forthcoming. I don't know. He, he it was a lot of you know. Yeah. I asked him specifically about just what what he thinks is is happened, especially in the second half, right. the last couple of weeks, and 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 and, uh, and you know it's just a lot of the same stuff we've heard all season. You know, consistency and execution. I mean, nothing that really is revelatory. I was kind of Josh Ali talked about you know the other team making adjustments to, to what they were doing and 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 really shutting them down he didn't come out and say we didn't make the adjustments we needed to um but you could kind of maybe read in between the lines that you know the other team you know adjusted to what they needed what they did and we didn't um which you can make of that whatever you want to um yeah i mean it's been a key that's been jammed into the door for kentucky the last <laughs> that's right they can't get that and thing to turn <laughs> and I, I don't know that you 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 don't really need you know you don't need anything otherworldly to beat south carolina it's not like um you know they're not alabama and florida but they're a team that can beat you if you're not yes. going to score points right and 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 you're you know you're you're rightfully favored against you're you're a team that you know on paper has more talent than they do because you know in part because they've had so many guys leave and 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 they've they're missing a couple of their top um you know defensive backs right. and that's something if you you know at this point i mean you have josh ali and 
and and I think Demarcus Harris at least looks like a guy that maybe is starting to come around a little bit. Um, you know, see what you can do. You know, I know that they'll want to win, and they'll probably lean. Well, we keep hearing this crap about balance, but you know, to the you know first half last week, I don't remember what it was, but the breakdown was not balanced. It was not a you know a, a balanced attack. Um, so do what you can with, with you know try to get the pass game going and you know just I, target heating up Shaw every three throws. You know I feel like that would be a, as good a <laughs> as good a chance as any to to get him going there. I think he's a guy that next year is going to have a you know really huge season. I, I mean I think Keaton Upshaw is is a very impressive player. So yeah. you know yeah. keep him happy and 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 do what you can to you know, get a win and, and, and make, you know, fans and the team feel good um, after this weekend. And I don't see – you know, I really you – know, I think that's what's going to happen. I don't, you know, I don't know score or anything like that. But I do think they're going to come out and play well. But, you know, because they've done it. They've come out and played well the last two games. It's just they've not finished. Right, um, right. Finished it off. It, it, they've had spots actually, where they played well. They just can't, you know – keep it together for the 60 minutes um well josh before i let you go uh plug your plug your zach johnson story uh really good story uh has done uh, uh gotten a good audience just uh, for the people who haven't read it t- talk a little bit about that story before i let you go oh yeah no i appreciate you asking about that yeah he, we uh i talked to zach uh, the day after thanksgiving uh susan likes kind of set that up for me the, the you the pr person for uk she uh put me in touch with him and he, you know, opened up about his, um, home life a little bit. His, his mother, um, tragically passed away of a, of a drug overdose while he was in middle school. And, um, she was a big UK fan and he grew up as a UK fan and he kind of, he ended up, you know, ended up in Cincinnati, um, where he played high school ball, but, but kind of wanted to, you know, he, he had a few offers where he could have gone and, and played but he walked on at UK and, uh, he ended up earning a scholarship here, and he's not a guy that whose name we, you know, I don't know that I've written Zach Johnson's name myself more than a couple times, you know, in the time before we've written this story. Um, but he, he plays every week and is, is, you know, played in, you know, 36 straight game, or this will be his 36 straight game that he plays this week. And he's just been a guy that's been really steady and giving them what they needed on special teams. And you now we don't talk about those guys, we talk about Max Duffy a lot. Um, you know, but, but, and he deserves that. But, um, outside of him, you don't really hear a lot about special teams guys. But it was, it was kind of, I was looking, you know, I wanted to write about a senior, I had a senior day, and, and he's a guy that, um, you know, there's a, a, there's a lot of good seniors to write about, but he's, he kind of had a, a story that I thought was worth sharing and he was willing to share. And, and so, uh, you know, I hope people enjoy that. And, you know, get something out of it. Yeah, be sure and check that out on Kentucky.com, uh, the print edition of the Herald Leader. It's a really good story, especially as you mentioned, going leading into senior day. And there's a lot of guys on this team. I always said back when I covered basketball, I mean football on the beat, and people would ask me about football and basketball, and I said, well, the good one of the you know football team obviously is not as successful as basketball, but there's a lot, there's so many more football players. There's a lot of good stories 
uh, on the football team. And uh, those kids that are out there, kids like Zach Johnson, there's a bunch of kids out there that are out there at practice every day, giving it everything they got, and they don't get a whole lot of recognition and publicity, and they just love the game, and they want to play. Or in Zach's case, they want to play for UK. And uh, it's good, you know, and obviously he's had some trying circumstances. So that that was a really good story, Josh. So people be sure and check that out. Check out all of Josh's coverage leading up to the game. Follow Josh on Twitter at JoshMoreHL. Uh, Josh tweets like a maniac, so be sure and follow him on Twitter. <laughs> uh, and during the game and after the game, we'll have plenty of coverage. And Josh, as always, thanks for being on the podcast. Appreciate it, John. It's always fun, man. Okay, that'll do it for this edition of the John Clay Podcast. Thanks again to my guest, Ben Briner of the State Newspaper in Columbia, South Carolina, and Josh Moore of the Herald Leader and Kentucky.com. Remember, UK, South Carolina, it's a 7.30 start on Saturday night at Kroger Field. The SEC Network has the coverage. We'll have plenty of coverage for you on Kentucky.com and in the print edition of the Herald Leader. You can follow me online at uh, at John Clay IV. Send me an email, jclay at herald-leader.com. I want to thank everybody who has left a rating and review on these podcasts. You can follow, you can find the podcast and subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Tuned In, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio Podcasts. We really appreciate everybody who has left a rating and a review. That just helps get the word out about these podcasts. Uh, we did a podcast with Ben Roberts talking about UK basketball and UK basketball recruiting. That's always popular. Uh, look for that. We'll have a podcast previewing uh, Kentucky's basketball game with Georgia Tech, which is uh, set for Sunday. So uh, be sure and look for that as well. Uh, and as always, though, thanks again for listening to the podcast. Thanks again to Ben and Josh, and we'll be talking to you again soon.